I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hi, I'm Leighton Hewitt, and you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. It's the Davis Cup by BNP Paribas semi-finals. Great Britain against Australia and Belgium versus Argentina. In our preview show, we speak exclusively to the British and Australian teams and find out who's the best dancer, who knows their capital cities and who spends most time in front of the mirror. Yes, we are the Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph and supported throughout this Davis Cup weekend by the competition's title sponsor, BNP Paribas, the bank for a changing world. And we come to you, as you can probably hear, from courtside at the Emirates Arena in Glasgow, where on Friday, Britain and Australia will do battle. I'm David Law, part of the BBC Radio 5 Live commentary team that will be describing the action on both 5 Live and 5 Live Sports Extra over the next three days. And I'm joined by my co-host Catherine Whittiger and The Telegraph's tennis correspondent Simon Briggs. Suddenly feels quite a long time since uh, we were last gathered together, Simon, in New York just barely three days ago. Quite a few miles anyway, so we've uh, made our way back on the, on the jet and we've... Uh have one day at home and come back up to Glasgow for what is going to be a fascinating Davis Cup semi-final. Who would have said that at the beginning of the season, that we'd be here playing GB against Australia for a place in a final and a place against Argentina or Belgium? Crikey, has there been a bigger opportunity in decades? It's amazing. <laughs> it really is amazing. Catherine, we sit here inside the Emirates Arena at the moment as Andy Murray and Dan Evans are practicing in front of us, drafted in yesterday as a standby player, as a late replacement, a practice partner perhaps. And lo and behold, he's been picked. Yeah, Leon Smith has done you, Simon, and your colleagues a favour by giving you something to write about today, hasn't he? It's pretty. Uh, it's about as exciting a piece of news as you can get on draw day, really, because Andy Murray, point, as Andy Murray pointed out several times in the uh, post-draw press conference, the draw doesn't really have as much meaning in Davis Cup. It, it just it's a draw for the order of play, really. Um, so yeah, the, the huge news, a massive call, probably, well, I'd say undoubtedly the biggest call of uh, of Leon Smith's captaincy to date. I know you love it, David, because he's a uh, he's a fellow West Midlander. Is that the word? West Midlander. Mid- Midlander. Yeah. Okay. Um, so Brummy. W- that's all that shall be said on the matter. I think you should be counted out of discussion for that very reason. Uh, we're sitting in front of him now. I mean, he's hitting some uh, lovely backhands, I have to say. I should hope he has. He's a professional tennis player. <laughs> well, I mean, even by professional standards, a lovely backhand. 
Absolutely. Lovely backhand. Simon Briggs, what are your thoughts on this? I, I mean, reading your paper over the last yeah. 24 hours, it is not as much of a surprise as perhaps people might have thought. You certainly, in fact, I think the headline was Evans could be in line for surprise call. Yeah, I think we can uh, blow our own trumpets a bit uh, at Telegraph. Um, I, as soon as I heard um, yesterday morning that he was training in Glasgow, I just had a funny feeling that something was afoot because you, it's happened before. It happened against Russia two years ago that Leon had picked Jamie Baker as his starting singles back up to Andy Murray. Um, this time he picked James Ward, understandably, because Ward has had some great results this year. Uh, but the problem is that Ward hasn't won anything since Wimbledon. He's not won a match. He's lost 10 in a row. And the last one was the real crusher because it was the first round of a challenger in France. It was the world number 430. And I think he won five games. He got blown away. That was a match which Leon, I think, had told him, you need to go and win this. You need to go and make a showing in San Remy, uh, where he was playing, and tell me that you're the man for selection. So he... he he actually went the other way. I feel that the pressure might have got to him after a run of demoralising results. And at that point, we were looking to Carl Edmund now. Carl Edmund had a fall here uh, on the Tuesday in training. And then that opened up the field. No, hang on, the Monday, I think. Sorry, the Monday. And that opened up the field for Evans to come in as a backup as soon as he got here. They saw how well he's hitting the ball because he's won 29 out of 33 matches at the lower levels of the tour against players ranked outside the top 100 admittedly but he's moving well he's got confidence and he is a kind of character who can just explode on his day he certainly is we've seen it before we saw it in fact on his run to the third round of the US Open a couple of years ago he's largely been if we're honest though in the wilderness since then but Catherine Whitaker, he did beat the man he's going to be facing tomorrow, the Australian number one in this team, Bernard Tomic. I think we all thought that the, the big talking point of this tie would be the fact that Nick Kyrgios hasn't been selected and Bernard Tomic has been plucked from, from suspension, basically, to play in this tie. And actually, no, we're talking about perhaps the closest thing Britain has got to a player like that, somebody who's not always been in favour, uh, simply because he's, he's drifted in and out with his career. But he showed, didn't he, two years ago in the, in the US Open what he's capable of. Both, first of all, Kane Ishikuri, then Bernard Tomic. Yeah, Dan, Dan Evans is someone that's shown that on his, on his day he can probably beat just about anyone, probably with, with some exceptions. But I'm looking at him here and just there's so much talent. It's, I mean, it's just glorious level of talent and ability really um, and Bernard Tomic has shown that he's the sort of player that on the wrong day can lose to just about anybody so marry those two things together just depends what kind of day we wake up with tomorrow I think we're going to hear from Bernard Tomic in a minute he was he uh, gave a bit of a wry smile when he was asked about Dan Evans selection and and the the fact of his loss to, to Evans at the US Open a couple of years ago might have been a factor in that and his smile said to me well you know, I've lost to a lot of people that I shouldn't have lost to. Um, you know, it's, it's neither here nor there. But I think in Dan Evans' mind, it is not what's the opposite of neither here nor there. I think it probably will play a part in the mind of Dan Evans and could come down to a mental game. Yeah, well, he was certainly very clear in his press conference, wasn't he, that, that you know, he's, he's faced opponents in the past who 
he's lost to and ended up remembering. He, he believes that will be a factor. As Catherine says, we'll be hearing from Bernard Tomic in a moment. We'll also be hearing from both teams together. And Catherine has put some very, very personal questions to the teams uh, as she assembled them together. You'll be hearing all about that a little bit later in the tennis podcast. But Simon Briggs, just before we, we hear from captains, is Dan Evans' selection one that you would have gone for? Well, look, I mean, I'm not party to the kind of uh, close scrutiny of the training that, that, that Leon is, but uh, I totally understand his reasons, and he expressed them with great lucidity, as he always does at the press conference. He said the, the Tomic win two years ago at the US Open was a factor. Um, the fact that Kyle had uh, had that fall on Monday, which... The scans came back pretty positive, not too much damage, but he's got to play two five-set matches potentially if he, if he was selected. Uh, so he, he, was, he was anxious about, uh, about picking Kyle. And as I say, James Ward had, had really been told, you've got to shape up in the challenger, which he didn't do so. Um, <laughs> the funny thing happened at the beginning of the week when Dan Evans chose not to travel to Istanbul for a challenger. And I thought when he was called up, this had been part of a, an Evans-ish master plan. That he thought, I'll stay in the UK. I might just get a look in here. In fact, we spoke to him quite, quite recently and he said... Uh, well, I just felt a bit knackered, really. <laughs> you know, I just, I've just i come off a, a Futures win um, and I, I've had to play Kuznetsov on Tuesday. They weren't going to give me a late start. I just, it just seemed, seemed like a bit too much of a jaunt was the word, word he used. <laughs> so, you know, um, uh, we were talking before, there isn't really a master plan with Dan Evans. He sort of goes on a day-to-day basis. You certainly don't know what um, you're going to get with him. And that's part of the joy, really, because there are, let's face it, there's a lot of tennis robots out there and he is not a tennis robot. The other thing is, of course, uh, I suppose Leon Smith can kind of look at that particular selection as a, as a sort of no-lose one to some degree. Not, none of the British players would be expected to beat either Karkanakis or Tomic as the number two player in Britain, would they? Yeah, I think you, you call it a shot to nothing sometimes in, in some sports. Is, it, I don't know, is that a snooker term? But uh, that's what it is where you you have nothing to lose and everything to gain because if he did get a point, that would surely swing the tie decisively in GB's favour. If he doesn't, we never expected to get a point from the second singles matches anyway. Uh, And Andy Murray on his own is the favourite to carry Great Britain over the line here with or without any contribution from the the second singles man. He will obviously need a contribution from his brother Jamie probably on the uh, Saturday. That's plan A for for the British team to get three points. Uh, But Dan Evans could yet pull a rabbit out of the hat and give us plan B in which, uh, you know, there is a a singles win from, uh, from the second man. Inspired James Ward style, perhaps. Well, let's hear from Andy Murray and first Leon Smith. Having thought about it a lot, I think um, the fact that Dan has played an awful lot of tennis this summer, has won a lot of matches, albeit it's at, um, mostly at futures level, winning really helps. He comes in with a lot of confidence. I think, uh, obviously, Kyle, although he's almost fit, still had a fall the other day. And I think at this stage, it's it, it wasn't worth risking anything happening over the weekend, especially when you go in with uh, the makeup of the team of two singles players uh, and two doubles players, if anything should have happened to to, to Kyle on that, that uh, Friday would have been uh, up against it so I think for James you know just uh, Ty came maybe at the wrong time from after a summer which has been quite tough results wise um, but he's played a big big part in the team today and I'm sure he'll play a big part in the future as well but I felt that Dan was the one that was um, in the best place to go in for the weekend 
you know, obviously he's played against Tomic before, won against him, and he has a way of playing that that is that will be tricky for for Bernard on 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 Friday, you know. But Dan obviously has to has to play a, a high level of tennis. That's that's the reality. We're playing against top players here, and if we want to win, we're all going to have to play um, extremely well. But I, I trust Leon's decision, and hopefully um, it pays off over the weekend. So that's the take of Leon Smith and Andy Murray on the decision that's been made about Dan Evans. Here's what Bernard Tomic thought of it. Yeah, we were all surprised. Um, obviously, they picked him for a reason. And, uh, you know, maybe the fact he did beat me um, in the US. Uh, well, sure, it's a tough match. Now I have to be ready. And uh, like I said, we're all surprised. And now I have to deal with it in 24 hours. So there's Bernard Tomic, who obviously has, as Catherine mentioned, his own take on things regarding Dan Evans and he's an interesting character himself isn't he Bernard Tomic because he was almost playing the fool in the press conference wasn't he he was just laughing joking I mean could you imagine a more relaxed personality ahead of a, a pretty substantial tie yeah sometimes I think that they're kind of peas in a pod uh, Evans and, and Tomic I mean you probably wouldn't want both of them on your pub quiz team but they are they are extremely um, mercurial and it's almost their sort of relaxed attitude to life that, that makes them so difficult to play because they don't really give a stuff what you think about them. Uh, and they can translate that into a, into a sort of looseness um, and a boldness, which is, is intimidating. So <laughs> when you've got these two players against each other, as, as Catherine said before, and we don't really know what either of them is going to do, then it could be a blowout. Um, it probably isn't going to be an Evans blowout. It could be a Tomic blowout for sure. Or it could be a real riveting match. Well, there's uh, Dan Evans and Bernard Tomic, according to Simon Briggs. Interesting side note as well. You mentioned the similarities between the two. I remember just under a year ago at the ATP World Tour Finals, who was there to have the ATP University session? A certain Mr. Nick Kyrgios and Dan Evans. They were both doing it at the same time. And clearly, I saw them behind the, the scenes afterwards, and they clearly get along famously, Nick Kyrgios and Dan Evans. It was quite comical to think what's happened to Nick Kyrgios since then. Now, in terms of the, the matches one at a time, what do you actually expect to unfold over this weekend, Catherine? Oh, you're putting me on the spot first. Um, I... I mean, predicting what starts with Andy Murray against uh, Kokonakis. Andy Murray it? against Kokonakis. I do think Andy Murray will win, but I think I think what Australia have done is they were hoping the draw would come out so that that match was the one that Andy Murray would face first because they want someone to tire Andy Murray out. They think bonus if Kokonakis wins. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking. And I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering Tennis Podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. I don't think he's without hope. I, I certainly think it's it's within the realms of possibility that Kokonakis will win. I don't think he will. I predict Andy Murray will win, but I, I think it's crucial that he doesn't get taken to five or four long sets in that one. And I'm just going to keep talking and hope you forget to ask me to predict what will happen in that second singles because I just haven't... My memory's clear as a bell. haven't got a clue. It could be... We'll give you a second to think about it, Catherine. Simon Briggs. Well, I mean, you've just got to go with, um, as one will always pick Djokovic against Federer in a final, I think you've always got to pick um, plan A for a British uh, Davis Cup team, which is Murray to get uh, three points, one of them with Jamie, the second singles player probably not to get a point, but to maybe do his best to uh, put a bit of mileage in the legs of of your opponents and uh, and away you go and then hopefully you end up with Belgium in the final. So you're going with a 3-2 win. You've already decided that. Simon Briggs is emphatic. Catherine Whittaker. Uh, interesting that you say hopefully you end up with Belgium in the final because, of course, if GB get Belgium in the final, it's in Belgium. Whereas if GB get... and Not, not that we're remotely getting ahead of ourselves here. Whereas if GB get Argentina in the final, crucially, I think, it would be here in Great Britain somewhere. I love that. We're, we're sitting here the day before these ties even take place and we're already discovering about discussing about who, who, who we're playing in the final. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's not so much I'm saying I prefer Belgium. I just think um, that, that Belgium are very strong favourites to win that semi-final. And uh, well, yeah, it'd be lovely to, if, if uh, Argentina won it and, and GB won it. That would, that would be, a, be a crackerjack. But um, I just don't really see it happening. I think if, if, if GB do get over the line, they'll end up going to... Is it Genk we think we're going to? Uh, that, 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 that's, that's probably the most likely final venue. But as you say, it's, all, it's, all, it's awfully long way in the future right now. But it's also good fun to talk about it. I'd love the opportunity to say the word Genk a few times. That's brilliant. Is that actually definitely a, a verified place on the map, Genk? Certainly is, yeah. I don't know whether you pronounce it like that, but I like it. Uh, Catherine Whittaker and Simon Briggs there. Uh, now, the match that you referenced there is Belgium against Argentina. Yeah, Belgium at home. Argentina away is probably the most... That and Spain away, two of the most challenging draws that you could possibly face. But Argentina, away from home, I imagine, are going to be the underdogs. Yeah, I mean, also the Belgians have got a pretty good um, doubles team. 
Bemelman's their number two singles player. He's uh, a bit underrated, I think. He had a pretty good run at the US Open with the help of withdrawal from... Um, was it Sock he was playing? Was he the man that, that, that Sock went down a heap against? Yeah. Uh, but he did look pretty good there. Goffin is top 20, so I think they'll be, they'll be very hard to stop in Belgium. And uh, I don't think that we're going to get to that question, that awkward question of, of if GB win, what stadium would we have to... Would we have to use? I understand that it's actually a massive problem if we do have to put on the, the final of the Davis Cup in the in the Great Britain, and the only venue that really seems to have any availability is Cardiff Millennium Stadium, which would be a funny place for a team comprised of Englishmen and Scotsmen to play. I'd be up for that. It's Great Britain, Simon Briggs. <laughs> yeah, I know it's just a bit of an odd, odd one, um, but that that appears to be you know if we if we go that far, that that appears to be the front runner. Certainly does now. We're watching them just at the moment, these two players. Andy Murray in red with his dark blue shorts and uh, Dan Evans in his blue, navy blue shirt and white shorts, volleying very nicely at the moment. But he won't be volleying in the doubles, will he, Catherine Whitaker? What do you think Britain are going to do? Do you think Andy Murray will have to play all three rubbers? I do, yeah. Leon Smith has named uh, Jamie Murray and Dom Inglot in the doubles just as he did uh, against France, but of course he has uh, until the morning. I think he has until, is it midday or is it 11 o'clock? Certainly until about a couple of hours before that doubles match goes on um, to change that squad. I think if Dan Evans pulls one out of the bag, he will stick with uh, Jamie and Dom, but I think the likelihood is that if it's required... Andy Murray will play with his brother in the doubles. And he's certainly well-rested, relatively speaking, having not gone as far as he would have wanted in the US Open. Had a couple of weeks here. And this stadium is getting very much ready for action tomorrow. Now, it's time to hear our little feature with both of the teams because we sent Catherine Whitaker off to talk to the teams with a box full of very personal questions. They had to draw them out at random and answer them in front of each other. We started with the British team, and we started with Dominic Inglot. Whose music collection needs the most work? Uh, Leon's and Matt Little, who's not here, but my fitness trainers. So they are like we have the kind of the Bluetooth speakers in there, and Leon and, and Matt Little normally have their stuff on, and it's not. Chica's it's in, not good. Chica's into Slipknot, and yeah, is he? Yeah, <laughs> he's into yeah. hardcore stuff. Yeah. Slipknot from the 90s. Yeah, that was that's Matt's. I, I think he called it stomp type music. So fast folk music, but didn't go down well in the team room the other day and it got slammed off pretty quick. Okay, so unanimous decision, Leon. And Matt. Yeah. <laughs> right, okay, Andy, you're next. Who would get the furthest on Strictly Come Dancing? Trico. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, yeah. No, I, I, oh. Leon wants to say himself. No, eh? no, I wouldn't. It's okay to say yourself. No, I, I'll go with Andy. I've, I've seen some moves, and he's actually got. Well, he's got yeah, good you're, footwork you're on the all, court. Your old uh, forfeits weren't bad, huh? Yeah. yeah. W- w- Wardy actually um, can dance with a partner well, so he would actually be pretty good at it. Wardy dances quite well with proper ballroom dancing. Yeah, so I think he actually might be quite good. <laughs> Is I was it like, what? <laughs> Wardy. Like, yeah. No, no, it's surprising, but I think like when he was in Spain, I think he he learned a little bit when he was over there. So I think he would actually be decent. Well, who was He's the best dancer at your wedding? 
I can't remember much about it. <laughs> I can't believe this isn't a conversation that hasn't been had in the Murray household before. Surely it has. It's not. It wouldn't be you, I think, would it? I'd, well, I'd buy myself to a bit of mum, I think. Jamie, you're next. Whose fashion sense needs the most work? Can we say Josh? Josh, Josh Murray. Um, there we go. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. Josh Murray, who, who is go. part of 77 Group, works with Andy, has got undoubtedly the worst shoe collection. And those and chinos. And the worst chinos and the worst jumper I've so seen. Those, those so shoes are okay because they're Under Armour, but the, one, <laughs> the ones he he's, normally he's uses. He's the only guy who good. wears his Christmas jumpers not at Christmas. Yeah. yeah. It's starting to sound like bullying, guys. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Dan, you're next. <laughs> Who can name the capital of Iceland? I think we can all do that. We were in the car today. We were doing that in the car on the way here today. We were doing capitals. Who was best? I was just asking Josh, and he got like one right and three wrong. <laughs> but yeah. Come on, Iceland. It? Who knows Reykjavik. Iceland? Reykjavik. Reykjavik. Yeah. You said it first, Dom. We'll give I that one to you. I don't think ever would have got that. Yeah, I did. You? Reykjavik. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think that's how you say it, but you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Leon, you're last. Who's the best at FIFA computer games? Not me. Never played it. Yeah. Not me Andy, you play Andy, FIFA, don't you? Yeah. yeah, it's Andy. That's, that, that's that. easy. That's Andy, for sure. Yeah? Yeah, I think I'd win that. Whoa. Yeah, I have won it in the past. <laughs> so, yeah, that would be me. That's not, like, speculation. Yeah, it's, it's fact. Yeah. It's fact, it's Andy. Okay, guys, many congratulations. Right, thank Thanks. you very much. I like that, it's good. So that's the British team. Here's the Australians. Who would make the worst James Bond? Oof. Good question, boys. Not Wally. Very subtle. Very subtle man. I'd say Grothy. Yeah, Grothy. Because he can't... He he wouldn't be able to stay undercover. I'd be a better villain. You can't be undercover with that hair. No. You've got to work on his haircut to be good. He's got to work on his haircut. Okay, who wants to go next? (laughs) Sorry, I can't read. Um, (laughs) Who would make the best politician? Definitely Wally. Wally, Wally. Yeah. definitely Wally. Wally. That's 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 Wally. Yeah. Yeah. I, I look a bit like I look a bit like Malcolm Turnbull, so yeah. maybe that's why. And I'm the same age. It's hard work being a politician in Australia at the moment, isn't it? Who wants to go next? Who would get the furthest on X Factor? Uh, yeah, I'd say Tanasi. Or Bernie. Depends. Yeah. At your, at your wedding, you gave a bit of a rendition with Johnny Farnham. Yeah. I, I'm a sort of a screamer singer. I've, yes. I've been yes. told I have a voice. I'd say Bernie, because he does a bit of that rap stuff. We hear it in the thank car you. every day. And thank so. you, guys. Thank you. I'm going yeah, to give it to Bernie. Yeah, thank you. Oh, thank you. Hang on. Tanasi, you were going to make a case for yourself. I was feeling pretty confident. <laughs> you can't so. sing in Greek, mate. <laughs> <laughs> Who spends the longest in front of the mirror? Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Big Grothy. Tanasi's getting up there, though, with his little man. We'll actually all walk away. You just talk to Sam about that. Okay, Wally, your last pick. Who can name the most members of the Kardashian family? It's certainly not me. I've got this covered. Should I go? Go. Whoever thinks they can do it, go. go. Does does the Jenners count as the Kardashian family? I think so. (laughs) Well, we've got got Kendall, we've got Kylie, we've got Chris, we've got Caitlin or Bruce. I don't know which one it is. We've got... (laughs) Um, <laughs> um, I've got Rob. We've got Rob. We Rob. missed the mail in there. And I'm sure Chloe. Like, Kylie. Does Kanye, Kanye West will be soon? Northwest. Northwest. Southeast. Southwest. <laughs> okay, I think you've sufficiently embarrassed yourself, guys. Congratulations. <laughs> I think Thanks. We, I think we got it. What strikes you, Simon, having heard that, is just how relaxed this Australian team really is. 
Yeah, I mean, I haven't been doing Davis Cup for more than maybe four or five years of covering it, but in my experience, you can tell an awful lot from the way the teams just turn up in these um, pre-match sort of meetings because mood is a real factor. And one thing that we did see from the American team that we've beaten twice is that they weren't really terribly unified and they didn't have an awfully good sort of feeling of karma about them when they turned up in the press room. Whereas these Australians are extremely uh, upbeat. They're really loving it in Glasgow. Even uh, Kokonakis told us that he'd feasted on some haggis. Um, gave it 7 out of 10, which was uh, his generous verdict. Said that Bernie didn't fancy it much. But uh, uh, they just do have a really warm feeling about them. They've got something to play for um, in Leighton Hewitt's final appearance in the competition that he has really graced with extreme distinction over the years. So that, that does put a little bit of, uh, of worry in my, in my mind because uh, team morale is, is a big factor. And let's face it, the whole uncertainty over the second singles player has meant that GB haven't had their customary feeling of relaxation and they haven't been as chatty and as jokey and as funny as they normally are coming in here. They haven't been talking about playing Pictionary in the, in the team room. They've been a little bit business um, and let's hope the business gets it done but I, the, the Australians do frighten me with their sense of, of, of kind of camaraderie and a, a certain happy-go-luckiness as if they, they, they have an awful lot to lose here they know that the pressure is on GB at home G, GB as the favourites Andy Murray is the top-ranked singles player and they can really come here and have a, have a swing Well you did those interviews Catherine Whittaker what was your take? Yeah, what struck me was mostly the hair on the Australian team. It was extraordinary. If you've not seen uh, the video clips uh, that we've put out there, please do check it out uh, because it is, it's quite extraordinary, particularly the, the worst offenders are Tanasi Kokonakis, who admittedly probably, given his age and swagger, can pull off appalling hair. Sam Groth. <laughs> I'm having one of those after this tie. You do understand. Sam Groth. I mean, I'm, I'm pleased he was so honest about the time spent in front of the mirror because anybody that that saw his appearance during that interview it it was plain to see just how much time had been spent in front of the mirror prior to uh, he looked cool didn't he uh it, it's i mean hair is so subjective david cool your cool is my can, can i just point out that i think he's had that haircut um over the, the, between the two days because he came in with a, with a reasonably ordinary head of hair yesterday and then he's, he's clearly been to the barbers. So while, while Kokonakis has been having the haggis, uh, Grot has been in the barbers and he's had the old um, number one on the temples and then the sort of floppy uh, mop on top, which is, which is pretty fashionable in Shoreditch, I think. Well, I don't care what they say, Sam. I like it, all right? Find that barber. If you are that barber, write in. Because I want to have that haircut. That's all we have time for today. We'll speak to you tomorrow. <laughs> deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.